What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, July 18th, 2014. You guys are listening to episode number 168. Uh, I know, guys, I know, I know, very late, a Friday. Um, we, But I, the reason why, too, is I knew I was going to have these two guys on, but they're not on right now. The uh, other pieces of the all-in tour puzzle will be here towards the end of the show talking, um, and I traveled to Boston and had some stuff going on, but here's what I did want to announce on the show. Now, I know um, a lot of people had mentioned, or not a lot of people, a few people, all the reviews have been have been great, and um, luckily and very fortunately, the Verzi Effect podcast is really, um, it's, it's doing very, very well, and the numbers are, are moving up uh, increasingly all, just increasing all the time. And, um, I really appreciate it. It's very humbling. As you guys know, it means the world to me. And it's because of you guys and new listeners and new fans. And I I can't thank you guys enough for it. But, um, there was a, one comment was like, yeah, you know, I love the podcast. The only thing I would say about it that I don't like is that I don't know when it's going to come out. I do do one every week. You know, you're going to get a Verzi effect every week, but Sometimes it's hard for me to get them out on um, on Mondays. Um, but what I'm going to do and what I am going to announce in this podcast now is unless I physically cannot be there to do it, what I want to do is make sure the podcast is out every Wednesday, okay? So I could do it on Tuesday night and get it out late on Tuesday night and it'll be ready on Wednesday or it will definitely be done and put out on Wednesday, so that is what I want you guys to know. A little more consistency of when you could listen to the show. Uh, it's very important to have it out there the same day so people know, and that's what I'm going to do. So, um, again, if I cannot be there physically, you know, that will be the only way. So I'm really going to get more consistent with the, the time. Um, as you guys know, I got two kids. I'm running around, but I definitely want to put one out, and I think that that's the way to do it. Okay, so there you go. It will be more consistent. It won't be as all over the place. And if that was a problem, you know, it's just because I'm traveling. But uh, you guys know I'm going to come and give you guys the goods as I always do. All right, so here we go. I am in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, we got in yesterday, last night. Um, It was funny because we had an 8 o'clock show and we were due in Boston at about 5.30 and we get to Boston, and we're like, oh my god, that was great, that wasn't bad, and then we drove around the hotel for an hour, because my phone had a different address than Lawhead's phone, and we were going through tunnels, losing GPS, and we just kept circling around in the same traffic, insanely frustrating, by the time we got to the Westin Hotel, by that time, we had 45 minutes until the show, so uh, the traffic in Boston sucks, man, when you get there, but it was, it was cool, it was a fun, it was a fun ride, and we stopped at a place, I don't know if you guys know this place in Connecticut, but we're driving through Connecticut to get to the Massachusetts Turnpike, and we see a sign for a deli called Nardelli's, and they're like, you know, on the Travel Channel, one of the best sandwiches, and you know, Bartnick was like, let's just try that out, holy shit, this place had a little Italian woman behind the counter, you knew it was all legit, they had like the jars of like the peppers and shit that like only authentic Italian delis have, Bartnick had such a great Italian combo that when I walked up to him to sit down and eat, I go, how is it, he goes, dude, like he just couldn't even, he just couldn't even deal with how good it was, 
I had a buffalo chicken cutlet sandwich with like blue cheese and Nick. Oh my God, it was insane. Absolutely amazing. And then I had these hot peppers, these hot cherry peppers stuffed with prosciutto and cheese. Unbelievable meal to uh, to have, you know, on your way to Boston. And we finally got here. And um, I do want to thank everybody for... Um, I really do. I want to thank everybody who came out last night. I was, again, I couldn't believe how many Verzi Effect listeners and, you know, genuine fans were there. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. And it was so cool because it was one show. And let me just tell you guys something about Laugh Boston here. The people at Laugh Boston, the the just from everyone from the servers to the people at the door, manager, general manager, owner John Tobin, one of the best in the country, just such a great dude and we showed up here to the to the hotel and everything has just been amazing the club is in the hotel and um we just had such a good time last night it was just it's such a great club it's such a you know the crowd was great and um we really enjoyed it so thank you so much and thank you if you were there from the show um looking forward to seeing more people this friday tonight uh, this will be out beforehand, but yeah, tonight and uh, two tomorrow. So tonight we're there at eight o'clock. Tomorrow is uh, eight and ten fifteen. We are uh, the club is located at the Weston and the water uh, Weston, the waterfront, Boston. And uh, yeah, so we just it, it was so cool, and they were like, "Oh, there's only one show." So uh, I closed the show out, and uh, we just did longer time. Like Lawhead and Bartnick did like a half hour apiece, and then I probably did like 50 minutes, and I was supposed to do like 35, and I probably did like 50 minutes just having such a blast, fucking with the people of Boston, having a great time with them, and everybody left and, and seemed really, really happy. So, uh, again, thank you so much if you um, came out to support the show, and if you didn't, check out tonight or um, one of the two tomorrow. Uh, all right. I had a, I had a, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I didn't have the greatest week. I had a very kind of stressful week. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on, um, but it was really nice. Uh, I had some friends in town. Uh, Burr came in town and Burr, uh, came up to the house and we chilled and we just had a great time with the kids. And then, um, Bill was doing a charity, uh, charity for starving children in Brooklyn and I jumped on the show, and it was me and him, and that was great. So anybody listening to this who was at that show in um, in Brooklyn had such a good time Tuesday and Wednesday night doing that. But I wanted to mention something, and it was a really cool thing. And I, I, I've never experienced this before. And uh, I know that some people have said to me, man, I love when you talk about your kids or you talk about, you know, having a son and a daughter and being a dad. And um, I wanted to share this. I don't know why I marked this down to talk about, but I think it's something that um, I don't know. I don't know why I said I really want to mention this to my listeners, and because it really there was nothing really funny about it. It was just such a real thing, and I was like, I want to put it on the show. But you know, sometimes when you wake up and you feel like shit, you know, you feel like you just feel like not overwhelmed, but you wake up and you're just like, man, I got to do this. And I got to do that and I'm not feeling well or especially, all right, fine, I was a little hungover. But because uh, hangover, that's the funny thing, a hangover just magnifies everything. You're like, I don't know if I could go on with my job. I don't know if I could just, you just want to like go in a cave for like three years and not, you know, you feel bad. But I wasn't really hungover, but I was just having one of those weeks where 
I had shit going on and, uh, you know, whatever. So I woke up and I was feeling kind of shitty and I had a lot of stuff to do. And the coolest thing ever happened. My kids come to come to my bed. They're like, hey, dad. And they got no idea what I'm thinking or what's going on. They're like, hey, dad, what's going on? And, you know, and my son just comes up to me and he gives me a book. And he's like, Daddy, read this. And it was one of these big books that had, like, multiple stories in it. So you just go, you know, through whatever. And each is, like, fucking six to ten pages. And then it goes on to the next one. And I'm laying there. And he handed me the book. And at first I was just like, man, I don't know what I want to, like, this is really tough right now. Like, my son has no idea what I'm feeling or going through right now. And... And, you know, he doesn't know daddy's a little hungover and tired and, and whatever and has a lot of shit to do. And I was pro- I was annoyed at something at the time. So I think that that definitely contributed. I was just annoyed at somebody. So just one of those shitty mornings. And what I did was I just decided to, to, to suck it up and stop being a girl and, and read to my son. And reading to him and him and my daughter sitting next to me listening to me just made everything go away and feel better. It was the most insane thing ever. So uh, I know that there's really not that much funny in there. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, it was just something that happened and it was amazing. So if that could help you in any way or I just started reading a story to my kids and I just, I don't know. I just like, and normally I wouldn't share something like this, but I, it was just something where, um, you know, I'm going to talk about something on here that I, I probably shouldn't talk about. And I don't know if I can get in trouble, but I, I, I don't give a fuck. And, um, wow, this is, I don't know if this is going to be good or not, but I'm going to do it because I don't care because it's just something that I'm feeling and I want to make this show as real as possible. Um, yeah, fuck it. So anyway, yeah, so, you know, it just, it made me like reading to my kids and doing all that stuff was amazing. And uh, it just made me feel better, but... Um, my wife and my family and I, look at me, I'm fucking mumbling, I can't even get it out. Here, here's what's going on, guys. Um, right now, currently, uh, there is, I have an opportunity to be, to work on a show, to be on a show, okay, a show that, uh, the whole country will see. It's, it's a show that they're, you know, they're putting together and it's kind of like a, a reality thing. I don't want to mention any names. I don't want to mention any networks or anything like that. Um, we're still steps behind, you know, getting the thing greenlit. But it, it's it, from what I understand, there's definitely a good chance and people are excited and the people at the network are excited about it. So, But what they want to do is they want to do a, um, if, if like a lawyer would be freaking right now. What they want to do is do a show and maybe have it involve, you know, my family or somewhat, you know, and I got to be honest, like, in order for that to happen, like, I need to have control, more control of of what is out there for my, my children, you know, that's how I feel, and, and um, I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen, and that means that I don't know if this is a project that I can move forward with, if it doesn't, you know, I have to have, I can't have anybody putting cameras on my family and my children and my life without me looking at it and going, no, that cannot be in or that's going to be in. And if, the, if that's a deal breaker, then I'm not going to do it. And, um, you know, I, that's just how I feel. I am in the process right now, but I need to look at things and see things. And I'm really on the fence and I'm thinking about it. It's on my mind. It's bothering me. 
and I don't give a fuck about money and I don't give a fuck about fame when it comes to my family. You know, I don't care. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway and have fun doing it and travel, you know, the great country that we live in and make the great people that we that, that live in this country laugh. That's what I want to do. And whatever comes from that is great. But, you know, these things with reality shows that, you know, I'm not going to fucking fight with my wife. And I don't care if anybody's listening to this. Like, why is he saying this? What's he talking about? He shouldn't do this. I'm going to do it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You know? If you want to make something awesome and it's not really going to involve any kind of like sentimental, real, sacred shit to me, then I'll do it. But I don't care about money or anything like that. I'm not going to involve my children. I'm not going to start a fake fight with my wife and then have her pissed at me to make a little bit of fucking money and have fucking, you know, people in the country go, well, that was interesting. Fuck that. I'm not doing it. So I guess basically what I'm saying is I need to figure out what's going on with this and figure out what my hand is in it and, and if I'm going to have the control that I want or I'm not going to do it. And uh, it's a tough decision and it's hard. I never went through this before in my career. This is the first time where I actually have to think about things because like, you know, and it's a comedy and they want my family involved and stuff, but I just don't know. So, um, wow, I just riffed that and I didn't even know I was going to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it because I guess that's been what's bothering me and what's on, on my mind. So, um, I just never, that's the one thing about reality TV that I just never really liked or like, you know, that's why I liked scripted shows better. You know, what am I going to do? Be in my kitchen and just go, so, you know, you always complain about your day. What about my day? And then cause a big fight. So a couple of fucking morons in Illinois can fucking be interested in a show that I'm in. I mean, I don't want to do that. You ever, you ever hear what happens to these reality people in Jersey and all these fucking, like, these people get divorced. These people for what? I mean, just to fucking, it's amazing what money and fame could do to people, man. They just want that shit and they'll fucking sabotage their lives and their loved ones for it. And it's fucking disgraceful, you know, because they're not happy with themselves. They don't have shit. They don't have anything, you know. They're just fucking, you know, fame and, and, and money-starved people that just will do anything and sell their soul and do that. And I, I'll be fucking damned if I'm going to put my little boy and girl and, and, and wife in a, in a situation where things could get crazy. I'm in a good place with my fucking family, and I'm not going to let anybody ruin that. So you guys will be hearing news about this, and I could tell you one thing. If you do hear news about me coming up in a television show soon, you'll know that it's not going to be some fucked-up shit with me and my family because I won't allow that to happen. And my phone's probably going to start lighting up in a second going, are you out of your fucking mind? Well, you know what? This is the Verzi effect. This is what I do. This is, this is my, this is my fucking show. This is my viewers. This is my, this is who's coming to my comedy shows. You know what I mean? This is what matters. You people listening to me sit here and rant and do all the shit that I do and love it and all the, your beautiful messages saying that I get you through the week and all that. That's what I care about. Not watching, you know, not people watching me, you know, some bullshit, you know, that's not real. So anyway, we'll see what happens. I just, uh, I hope that whatever, you know, I hope that I can get it done the way that I want to get it done. Okay. Let's move on, everybody. Uh, what else is going on here? Uh, yeah, I decided on a car. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I decided that I'm just going to get a Japanese car. 
I'm just going to get a, a not crazy expensive. I'm getting a Japanese car. They last forever. Everybody who's got like a Toyota says the engines. I know people. I know more people with cars that have gone 200,000 plus miles of Toyota than anyone else. It's just those cars just don't die. Just get a nice, just, you know, mid-class, just nice, smooth Toyota engine and just be done with it and never worry. That's what I'm doing. I don't need some crazy thing. I don't need with the gas prices and shit. Gas prices are so ridiculous, okay, that gas prices are so ridiculous that, like, it, these electric car, like I can't believe that not everybody has an electric car. I can't. I just it's the craziest thing to just continue. Think about it. Somebody was telling me the other day. They're like, do you know how many times, like with two cars, you go to the de- the 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 gas station? How many times do you go to the gas station with two cars? I know me and my wife we're at the gas station either every day or every other day without question. Thirty bucks, forty bucks. How is not everybody having an electric car? They need to get those electric pump things as much as as much as they can. Just out of principle, four dollars a gallon is criminal. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going Japanese. I tried to do the right thing for the economy. I tried, and it just went to shit when I almost got killed because the motor on the fucking windshield wipers died. Can you believe that? I mean, how does that happen? I was in a brand new truck and I just heard and it was pouring absolutely pouring and i had i just couldn't see with no shoulder and trucks going by me fuck gm and fuck american cars until you get that shit right i almost got killed i almost lost my life and didn't see my children because i was in a shitty pontiac truck where the fucking windshield wipers didn't work in a monsoon okay so i'm going japanese that's it I got a lot of good unacceptables for you guys today, so I'm going to get into them, all right? And I'm going to get into mine. I'm going to do my rant, then I'm going to get into yours. A lot of people wanted me to talk about it, so I'll do more than three. I'll talk about some, and then hopefully we could get the uh, all-in guys to come in here, and we'll shoot the shit together, and we'll talk about the tour, and we'll just talk about how great it is uh, to to be doing what we're doing, and and go from there. I hope you guys are having a good time. I hope everybody is uh, listening to this, wherever you may be, happy and and ready to listen to some unacceptables, because that's what I'm going to do right now. All right, so here we go. My unacceptable for the week. My son's going to camp, as you know. You guys know that I got into it with the, you know, and you know what's funny? The guy, I went there ready to get on this guy. Okay, I did. I went there ready. And then he saw my son walking, and my son is like this little five-year-old, and he had no shirt on and his backpack on with no shirt on. And the guy just started laughing, thinking it was cool how my son was just walking with no shirt. And I realized, like, all right, this guy's not a bad guy. He's just a guy who's taking his job too seriously. And he's got, you know, but he wasn't bad. And that kind of, like, totally made me be like, okay, you know, whatever. But anyway, my son comes home from camp the other day. And I said, so, buddy, what'd you do? What'd you do today? And he goes, well, he goes, uh, we, we had some animals in. And um, we looked at them, and I got to pet a cockroach. And I, I instantly go, what? Wait, what? And he goes, I got to pet a cockroach. It's animal day. And I, I said to myself, are you kidding me? My son's camp is making them pet a cockroach for animal day? 
what the fuck am I paying for? Tell me what I'm paying for. Are you kidding me? You're petting a cockroach? You want to see cockroaches in your life? Be broke. You'll see them every fucking day. You could pet them. You could put them in a jar. You could put them in a thing. You could name them. You could fucking... I mean, that was crazy. I was like, how animal? What's next? What, are you guys going to touch daddy long legs the next day? And fuck, it, Like, that's unacceptable to me that they're calling it animal day. Listen, you want to say, hey, we're going to see some insects and learn about insects? That's fine. Don't call it animal day. Okay, get a fucking baby giraffe in there. Get, get, a, get a, a rhino in there. That's animal day. Have a little spider monkey jumping on the counselor's fucking heads. You know, that's, that's, you know, animal day. Even fine. You even want to bring like an exotic looking dog or like one of those like bobcats that aren't quite like a domestic cat, but they're like, a, but you know, they're, they're not going to fucking scrape your face off. That's cool. I can, I get that. Don't come home until I'm paying good money. Me and my wife are paying good money for my son to go to a camp and touch insects. I live in the woods. I could leave the window open and it'll be fucking, it'll be like a will, a, a jungle for what these camp counselors think are, are animals. Ridiculous. Absolutely unacceptable. Petting a cockroach? I was like, how are we, I was like, first of all, I got to deal with these assholes acting like fucking Jay-Z's coming around the thing, acting like they're escorting the, you know, the line to get into the Oscar awards. That's how these guys are acting. I got to deal with that. And then now I'm going to go and find out that our money our hard-earned money that we're, you know, spending on our child to be in a great camp. And listen, let me and, and, and let me say, I'm, my son's camp is great. It's great. They go fishing. They go out. They go into the woods and they go hiking. Um, you know, I, I think they go hiking in the woods, or they go. I don't know. With the little ones, they don't go in the woods, woods. But they, you know, they do some shit. I don't know. They go hiking and they they go swimming. They they do arts. They dance. They bring in musical stuff. It's a great great camp, and everybody who goes there loves it. Um, it's not cheap, but come on, man, petting a cockroach is unacceptable. You know, go to Queens. I mean, I just, I, I can't believe that when he said that to me, it was funny. Like, my wife just saw my face, and my wife just kind of put her hand up, like, calm down. And I was like, no. I was like, first of all, I don't want, and that's another thing. I don't want my son's fingers on a cockroach. Are you Like, that's dirty. That's nasty. You're going to have these little kids touching cockroaches, and then what? You got to wash all their hands and make sure they're not, I was like, you're touching a cockroach. It's not a, it's not fur on a nice, it's a cockroach. So what are they going to do? Start calling worms, baby snakes, and have them fucking... It's just, just enough. Unacceptable. It really is. On, on many levels. The finger to the cockroach is unacceptable. The fact that it's a cockroach is unacceptable. And the fact that they're getting cockroaches over there is unacceptable. And, and, and to say that it's animal day is unacceptable. So I just, as soon as he said that, I locked in. That was unacceptable for the week. I saw that. I was like, I, I mean, I got to, I stopped everything. I just sounded like Lawhead. That's how Lawhead talks. Lawhead's like, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't deal with this. I mean, I, nobody gives a fuck. I, I mean, that's, that's Lawhead. Jason Lawhead will be on the show and we will have a good time soon um, with these guys. But I'm going to go through these unacceptable. So that's my unacceptable. Camp saying Animal Day is kids touching and petting cockroaches. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's go. Here we go. I got some unacceptables for you guys. First one is Alex Ander and his Twitter feed. Oh, you know what? I have to read some of these. I have to read some of these off of um, Facebook. Uh, 
because because a lot of them came in through Facebook because a lot of people don't have Twitter. So here's the thing. If you guys have... Now listen, it's much easier for me, just so you guys know. It is much easier for me through Twitter. However, if you only have a... Um, you know, if you only have a Facebook account, send it, you know, send it to me and um, I will, you know, if it's good and everything, I'll do it. And I have a couple here that are going to be from Facebook. I also have uh, a couple from Twitter. So we'll go from there. So now let me get into this. This one is, I'm going to read these to you. They're hilarious and they just, you know, and it's everything that I would think is really unacceptable. So you guys did a really good job with this. Um, here we go. So the first one is, why is now it's not opening? I don't know why it's not opening. Son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? Do I got to redo this thing? Hold on. I think I'm going to have to redo this to get it open here on Facebook. But, um, oh, that's why. Because the fucking hotel makes you reconnect to the internet every second. All right. So I got to just put my name in here. V-I-R-Z-I. Sorry, everybody. This I'm trying to do this from a hotel room on the road. So give me a fucking break, will you? All right, here we go. All right, so this one was funny. I love the funny, gross ones. Because the funny, gross ones, you just like, you, you just, it's instant. You just know. So here we go. This one is going to be open. What the fuck? All right, here we go. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. That got a little crazy. All right, so this one is from Alex Ander, okay? And Alex, wait, is that like a pun off like Alexander? But it's two words. It's Alex Ander, okay? Here we go. I'm a financial advisor, and I have a small office with no window. Now that summer is here, my office has been a magnet for old men who feel they have outgrown proper hygiene. No less than three times this week, I've been left gagging <laughs> through an hour meeting with some old fuck in a Hawaiian shirt who smells like a rotting nutsack. <laughs> I don't want to ever know what a rotting nutsack smells like, but that sounds awful. That's completely unacceptable. I've gone to Home Depot to grab a few bags of mulch after working all day, and I'm sure I may have been a touch ripe, but this guy came... <laughs> to a scheduled meeting with what should be at least somewhat of a formal setting smelling like he dragged a bag of dead skunks through a sewer. I keep a bottle of Purell in my drawer and I had to dab some on my fingers <laughs> and touch it under my nose or I was going to toss my fucking cookies. <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, a nasty smelling, that is unacceptable. I was in a taxi cab once, and this Arab dude was driving, of course. He smelled like fucking... It smelled like shit mixed with curry and peppers and piss. All in the same... I couldn't... I swear to God, I, I was holding my shirt over my face. It smelled like curry shit, if that's possible. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, you know of, you know, that culture, I'm not, I'm really not, it was the worst thing, there's nothing worse, it's like, and don't you know you stink, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's somebody I know in the business, and every time I'm around this dude, his breath, it's so bad, it's so bad, I can't, I can't be friends with the guy, I could not be friends with this guy, nice guy, funny guy, great guy to talk to, 
somebody told me, they're like, yeah, dude, that guy's breath is really bad. And I went and I talked to this guy and this guy's breath was so bad. It was going through, like it was just coming through so strong. I was like, how are you doing that? And overwhelming odor on the body might be worse. Um, so that's a great one, Alex. It's disgusting, but great. And I mean, that is the epitome of unacceptable. Okay, next one. Here we go. This is, let's see here. Um, this is Patrick O'Connor. Patrick O'Connor is a Facebook message. And, oh, and I'm sorry, Alex, uh, Anders said that his uh, Twitter feed is at safety underscore ninja. I don't, and there's a question mark after. So I don't know if... So I'm guessing it's safety underscore ninja question mark. I hope I got that right. But anyway, uh, if there's not a question mark, don't use a question mark. But that was that was funny. And the fact that you're just smelling Purell on your fingers under your nose because these guys are bad, that's hilarious. The next one is Patrick O'Connor. Uh, that is as a fucking Italian of a name, right, everybody? I mean, how Irish is this guy? Oh, Patrick, come in. All right. Hey, Paul, I think... Y'all agree with, okay, you'll agree with this, um, unacceptable since you worked in a restaurant business, but, uh, last night this couple came in two minutes before the kitchen closed and proceeded to be the cuntiest table you can imagine and stayed for two hours. Oh, that sounds awful already. And if that wasn't bad enough, the lady was batshit crazy sending back bottles of wine because she didn't care for them and ordering soggy broccoli after ordering salad with no tomatoes because she doesn't like what the Chinese do with them. Kind of don't don't know what that means, but she does sound like a pain in the ass. They ordered fries and didn't like the ketchup. That's crazy. So they asked for tartar sauce and didn't like that. Then she got blue cheese dressing and didn't like that. She, oh my god, this might have been See this this is like You ever see the movie Waiting? Where like they're all just fucking with the food back there, like Dane Cook and all that. Like that, that that's what this reminds me of. She then ordered cocktail sauce and asked me to hurry because her fries were getting frigid. Are you serious, bitch? Just <laughs> just eat the fucking French fries with our Heinz 57 and go home. Believe it or not, all this isn't even the most unacceptable part. That's great. Here we go. Um. When I walked by, I saw this broad hocking loogies into her water glass that, that I'm going to have to clear off the table after she leaves. Oh, my God. See, this is like, this is where I think, th- th- like, this lady's got a mental problem. Because, like, if you're, like, take, like, ordering ketchup and then sending it back and then you're spitting in your fucking water, like, something's just, this this chick is off a rocker. Um. Okay, so... Then she made her husband carry her bag to the car. All in all, it's unacceptable to be a complete animal in a restaurant. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. And and absolutely, completely unacceptable. I don't know if I ever told this story, but I'll tell it now. I was waiting tables at Applebee's years ago. If you heard this, I'm sorry for the new listeners. This is for you then. I was waiting tables and this guy came in and he brought like some, he brought like some, what did he do? She was like some kind of, I it was. I don't know if it was like a, you know, a mail order bride or whatever it was, but he just brought this woman in and he like spoke for her and I just went in there and it was kind of later in the night. It always seems like the late ones are the pain in the asses. 
and I was might have been like this is probably 14 years ago and he goes excuse me yeah this coffee isn't suitable for human consumption okay can you get me another thing and just everything was bad then the steak comes out and he goes yeah this steak is awful it doesn't taste it really was like that like that that movie waiting with that fat fucking miserable cunt and I got so upset after a while and he's like talking for the woman and he was just being so rude to me that I go back in the kitchen with the steak and I remember I rubbed one of my balls on his steak and I ripped some of my pubes out and I put it on his fucking potatoes and I just fucking brought it out there with a smile on my face. I was a 22 year old kid and I just fucking rubbed my balls on this guy's steak. Oh wait, no, I don't know if I actually put my ball on the steak. I think I just like ripped pubes from my balls and threw it on a steak. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's what happens. Don't fuck with people like that. That movie waiting was really right. That shit does happen. Um. Okay. So anyway, um, what else do we got going on here? So <laughs> I love how I just transition after that. Yeah, so anyway, next. Uh, all right, so now, now are the uh, Twitter ones? Was that the... Hold on, so we had... Yeah, so we had Alex, we had Patrick. Oh, yeah, no, I think there's one more. I think there's one more from Facebook. One more unacceptable. And then these guys are going to come in and we're going to have a good time here talking some shit uh, on the show. Let's see here. This is just taking forever because this hotel's Wi-Fi. I guess there's a lot of people on it so let's see here um who is this this one is from no come on sorry everybody there's just too many of them okay let's see this okay yeah ron andrews ron andrews here we go what ron said this is from facebook okay um Drivers waiting to turn left from the center and right part of one of the lane uh, of the lane. Fucking move to the left part of the lane so I can use the right part of the shoulder to get by your stupid ass. Now this happened to me recently, and um, and then he I love how he wrote unacceptable you piece of shit Prius driving motherfucker. <laughs> And I know what you mean by that because even though the make and model of the car really doesn't have that much to do with the person, in this case it kind of does. It's that entitled, like, I'm helping the earth, you can wait for me. Those people destroy me. Those people who, like, want to go to Africa and build fucking mud huts for these people living out there and, and they don't go to Detroit and they don't go to the ghettos of their neighborhood to help. They just want to fucking like, and I'm not saying everybody in a Prius does that. Okay. My stepfather just bought a Prius for my mom and them, and it's a great car, but I know what you're talking about. And we're going to get, listen, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to give you guys a little secret and then I'm going to try to lure Lawhead into this. All right. I hope I remember Jason Lawhead. If you ever want to get him going, he loses his mind with anything car-related, driving, people that like think their car is nice and they take up two spaces. He can't handle it. Like It's almost like a fucking disorder he's got. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring it up and I'm just going to start and you're just going to watch him go. 
okay, when he gets in here. We did not talk about this. I just told these guys, hey, come by and jump on the show. So these guys are going to do that. And, um, you know, and, and, and you'll watch you'll watch Jay lose his shit because anything, you know, anything that he says is with cars just gets him. Like, I want to play golf with him near a parking lot and just have one of my buddies double park like or use two spots like right before he tees off just to fuck him up. All right, but you know, I understand when somebody's on one side of a lane and they don't move and you can't get by and like it it is it is infru- it's it's infuriating. Um all right, so let's go to Twitter now and for Twitter we have uh this is Justin Pittman. And I don't know if Justin might have been uh Justin might have been at the show last night, but uh this is Justin Pittman and the Twitter feed is at Ace of Boston 28. And he was on a train coming to our show last night, and he said, loud ticket takers discussing bad marriage on quiet train. <laughs> oh, that, that is unacceptable, but just so funny that the guy working there, he's probably been a conductor for so long, he's just clicking the tickets going, this bitch, I can't find, I don't even know what to do anymore. And people are just sitting there going, yeah, I never want to work on a train. Uh, <laughs> that's a great one. And here's another thing I love. Justin took a picture. I wish I could post it up, but Justin took a picture of the conductor telling the other conductor, and you could see the female conductor that the male conductor's bitching to kind of just looking like just like she's got to get through it. So I thought that that was funny. And yes, it's unacceptable if you're sitting there, quiet train, you want peace, and you got some conductor just sitting there talking about how much a bitch's wife is. Because after it's funny for a second, then you're like, all right, man, I'm trying to, you know, I didn't come on here to listen to your therapy shit. Um, so that's a good one, Justin. Thank you. And here is, uh, Charles B. Wilson at B-O-O-J-I-N-G is a Twitter feed. At B-O-O-J-I-N-G. Charles B. Wilson says, someone getting up to smoke and only goes to the entrance of a laundromat. Yeah, that, cause that's, that's disrespectful and unacceptable because you're sitting there, you're cleaning your clothes. They know they can't be inside. Go outside. Take five more steps, you fucking asshole. It's almost like you got to be like, is it? Because that person's trying to do one of two things. They're either trying to push your buttons and it obviously upset Charles enough where he had to say it unacceptable because it's like you're either just trying to do just enough to not get yelled at but still want to push buttons, which means you're an asshole or you have no tact and you just don't understand that people's clothes are going to smell like smoke and that a laundromat is where people have fucking clothes and soap and they want their clothes to be nice, not shitty. Absolutely unacceptable. That would have drove me nuts. And I got to be honest with you, in that situation, Charles, you have to say something. You have to go, hey, man, do you mind not smoking in here? You're going to get the smoke on my on my clothes. And, I, you know, I come here to get my clothes clean, not to have the smoke come in. Absolutely unacceptable. And uh, I agree. So is that all of them? Yeah, I think that's all of them. Uh... Yes, those are the unacceptables. So thank you, Alex, Patrick, Justin, Charles. Thank you guys for that. Keep them coming. And um, remember, say like that's the thing. I, like say, I think like saying something is the best. Is just the best to just try to say something when somebody's doing that. So next time you're in that situation, and I appreciate you guys taking pictures and sending them to me. But these unacceptables, we got to change people one cunt at a time. I should make that T-shirt. Um, these guys should be here any minute. We we're talking. I don't even know how far along are we because I'm looking at the Facebook page instead of let me get out of this thing here. Here we are. We're 40 minutes in, guys, and um, yeah, we want to talk about everything that's going on now. I just want to set up these guys here. 
are, um, you know, we were, the backstory is that, you know, we were at Bill Burr's wedding. We opened for Bill. We were having a great time. And Bill or one of us in our drunkenness or drinking buzzed, hey, man, why don't you, we should do this, you know. Hey, man, we should do this tour. Let's get all you guys together. Let's do this thing. You guys should go out. and Yeah, we should go out and get... And, and we've been everywhere. And we've been having a blast. The tour is just uh, really just starting to gain a ton of momentum. And we're I can't tell you. Like, we were talking last night about how much fun it is. So, um, you know, it's, it's very cool and rare. And I want to talk about it when they get here. But to be able to do this shit with your friends... Like we were saying, you know, we were saying last night that, you know, you you get money and you get paid to do what you love and you get to do it with your friends is just awesome. I mean, it's like what's better than doing what you love and doing it with your friends and sit there and just telling jokes and shooting the shit and then, you know, drinking and maybe smoking and uh you know, uh, cigars and just the whole fucking thing. It's just been an absolute blast. So, um, we'll talk about what it is. I'll shut up for a little while. They're on their way. And, uh, these guys will, you'll, you'll get a kick out of them. I know you've heard them on my podcast before, but all together, cause we all have different personalities on the tour and we're all doing different stuff. What I'll do now. Yeah, I guess I'll just talk about sports until they get here. Um, you know, one thing that's going on in sports is, is nothing. The ESPY Awards, which I watched for 10 minutes and I couldn't even fucking keep it on because it was unwatchable. It really was just like whatever. Germany won the uh, World Cup, whatever. And I mean, that's how you know nothing's going on in sports when you talk about the ESPYs in Germany winning the World Cup. Um, LeBron James is uh, trying to get Kevin Love to the Cavaliers. I think that that's a good move. I know Wiggins is good, but Love is a proven, established, uh, you know, veteran who is, uh, I think he was a third most efficient player in the league, so I would do that. And um, I'm, i got to be honest, I'm getting a little tired of the Derek Jeter thing. I love Jeter. I love the Yankees. I do. I'm a Derek Jeter fan. I'm, I love the Yankees. I've watched Jeter do amazing things. But, uh, yeah, come in. You don't have a key? You got a key? Um, uh, hold on. Fuck, hold on. Uh, so, yeah, they're here, guys. So we're going to talk to them for a second. Well, hold on a second. Just don't, don't jump in the fucking thing. Um... <laughs> Vic, could you please? Uh, so we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, but yeah, I'm just, the whole thing with the the Jeter thing is, I'm get, I just got a little tired of, you know, it's how sad it is and the fucking, you know what I mean? It's like they're giving them gifts and they're saying goodbye. I feel bad for it. It's yeah, definitely your franchise is yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're an Indians fan, so um, I mean, how many championships you guys got in that city? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but anyway, no, it's like, I have a hard time feeling bad for a guy who got paid, you know, over $20 million a year for over a decade and he got tired of fucking Miss America. So he went to Miss Universe, you know, it's, it's just, Derek Jeter is going to be all right. You know, he's going to, he's going to be just fine. And, uh, it is sad though. It is sad to see him go, but that has really nothing else going on in sports. So, um, I got these guys here. Uh, what do we got? Got, uh, some time here to talk and, and we, we have anywhere for you guys to sit, man. That's the problem. I don't have anywhere for these guys to sit. Um, so. You don't hit pause? I guess. What's that? You can hit pause. Yeah. I, you know, and then get some chairs. Is that what we yeah. should do? All right. Yeah. So we'll be <laughs> we'll be back in one second, but you guys won't even feel it. <laughs> 
All right, guys, we're back. We're situated. Did we, you feel it? Did you? No, you didn't feel it, right? I told you you wouldn't feel it. Just a little prick. <laughs> That's Joe Bartnick. So, like I was saying um, before, um, I gave them the backstory. They understand how this came about with the wedding and all that. But we, us we've th- done this podcast before, haven't we? No, mine. Oh, we know this is the first. Well, no, you've done, done the, no, I no, the no. But we've never done it. To when all my three head was of us. not enjoying the hot tub, right? Right, I've, done that was... ver- I've done two Verzi effects by myself uh, without the tour, though. But we've right. done this. We've done this only on my podcast, the three man show. No, eight, no, we did it in sensitivity training too, but separately. Separately. So the only time we've done this is on mine. Right. We've never. Right. Epis- that's right. Episode fifty-seven. I guess. Yes. And on bills. And on bills. And on bills. Correct. It's never been just the all-in tour, which is us right now. So. Um, I just got done explaining that, um, and you guys can take it from here that, you know, as comedians, this is never, it's never going to get better than being able to do this with your friends. Because before you do shit like this with your friends, you're in a hotel room with some fucking guy you don't know, you know, your manager will go, Hey, yeah, you know, Joel fucking Smith is coming. He's a nice kid. You can meet him. And then you go, you do the show with Joel and you don't want to break bread with Joel. Joel's a piece you of know, shit. You know, Joel's a guy you don't give a fuck. Exactly. No, Joel's always a piece <laughs> of shit. That Joel Smith guy, everywhere you go, always. I mean, I get to wake up and listen to Lawhead which makes me cry laughing constantly, okay, with his shit. And then Bartnick just and I have a fucking great fucking time. With, like, we we did the show last night, and we had a drink in our hand, and, and me and Jay smoked a cigar. And I just, all we kept saying is, how great is this? You know, because it's like anytime you could be with people that you love, uh, it's just been great. So I'll let I don't these- think I've ever met a human being and spent as much time as I have with Paul Verzi. And we've never even thought thought differently on anything except maybe Mayweather uh, being few, the greatest fighter of all things. time there's, well, a there's a couple of sports Pacino things, but... and De Niro Pacino and yeah, De Niro. But th- yeah but that was even a great yeah. argument like the, the Pacino and De Niro argument is that, it's that's... 13-11 De Niro has 13 <laughs> movies, great yeah. movies Pacino has 11 <laughs> great movies you can look them up on IMDB I'm not going to list them for you but Verzi actually tried to pretend that we can't count Godfather 2 for for De Niro because Pacino's in it. It was like yeah, an, he's an the asterisk. He's the it was lead. like Canadian football stats. It was like war and moon, wife beater bullshit. <laughs> Is he a wife beater? War and moon's a wife beater. He's a gag artist. He couldn't be, he couldn't be crippled Montana. War and moon's the most overrated sap of an NFL football player. He lost to Frank Reich. That's that, that Bill's comeback I was not that even game. Jim Kelly. That was Frank Reich. Yeah, no, I, I watched it. It was the I house of it. the house of pain was his living room when he got home and smacked his <laughs> wife around. <laughs> uh, no, hey, Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers number one. That that that's why their team left. They were sick of hearing that fucking song. <laughs> like, let's go listen to some real music in Nashville. <laughs> So these these are the guys. You see, you see, you see, these are the guys. This is what we do. This is the fucking best. You know, get around this asshole. Catch up to this. Oh, <laughs> listen to this. this so Lawhead, Lawhead is gets very excited. Uh, <laughs> he I, quit drinking uh, everything but coffee. So now he's like fifteen coffees in by noon every day. <laughs> Just out of his freaking mind. Yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. A, he's he's already let's say the inverse of an optimist. <laughs> if you type in antonym of optimist, there's like lawhead. Then here's the tour basically. 
for Lawhead, the glass is half empty. For Verzi, the glass is half full. And for me, it's a crown on the rocks. Ah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, the glass is uh, never empty. No, it's like, Jay, it's like the funniest shit. It's like, here's Lawhead since he stopped drinking. Yesterday, we show up to the hotel. And we get there, and there was—I guess there was like a new guy working, and he didn't realize that the Laugh Boston Comedy Club takes care of the, the like comedians when they check in. The hotel takes care of it, so the guy didn't know, and he goes, "Oh, I don't see a comp here." So Lawhead goes, "Well, what do you mean?" And Lawhead's always the one to get the bad news. So he goes, "What do you mean?" And the guy goes, "Well, you know, it's, oh, it's, two- it's always on my credit card." Goes, the bad news comes. He goes, "It's two hundred and thirty-nine dollars." Lawhead goes, "Lawhead goes, hey, give me the card back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, give me. I'll sleep. The no, I, I'll, I'll sleep in the car. And then he walked away. The and then he walked away, shaking his head, as if somebody just told him to go fuck himself. And it was just so like 11 fun. bucks a night. And we go through the tunnel and then I come out of the tunnel driving and some guy, I tried to get out and some guy didn't let me. And he goes, fuck you. And Lawhead goes, yeah, piece of shit. Get up to him. Catch up to him. Get, 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 get a, go around him. Get, get around him. And I'm going, dude, it's over. It was just a quick. We got to take a left here to get to the hotel. Fuck him. We'll get to the hotel. They take a left. Get around this fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, in Boston, uh, great city. We had great, great fans. I love you guys. Great town. But I'll tell you something. Don't put your freeway in a tunnel. <laughs> no one's GPS's work. Yeah. Makes no sense. Oh, well, we, we lose Siri. I'll tell you, Siri, Siri took a beating yesterday from, I think Siri, Siri filed a restraining order from Lawhead. She got the, she got the, she, she, Siri downloaded the restraining order app on my phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, because there's exits in the tunnel. Ugh. So if you don't know which exit, and then you go in the tunnel, you just come out of the tunnel and you got to spin around. You come on, I tell and you just you're in Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> we came in. We went into the tunnel 0.4 miles away from our destination. We came out of the tunnel 7.3 miles away from our destination. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, did. It was like going back in time. God, I swear to God, it was like the Underground Railroad up there. I mean, we were driving to our freedom down there. Oh man! So let's talk about this. Real she quick. called it the Billy Buckner Tunnel because <laughs> you get fucked. Because it rolls right through your legs. <laughs> did uh, so? What what city, guys? Uh, out of all the cities we've been to, we've been on the West Coast. Everything. What? Let's talk about our favorite moments of the tour, and let's talk about our favorite cities. One for me, moment. yeah. For me, I would say my favorite. Oh man, I mean, San. Look, let me say this. I'm just talking about city. Fans have been great everywhere because they've been real fans, yes. and that's the difference. The people who come out are listening to the Verzi effect. They're listening to Lawheads Court. They're listening to Puck Off and insensitive, to, you know, sensitivity training. Yeah, I have two so, podcasts. I'm a podcast whore. Yeah. What can I say? Because if I only had one podcast, it would all be hockey. People would be like, "Oh, you ever talking about this hockey?" So I go, "Well, I'll do one for just hockey." Yeah, well, you yeah. got two great podcasts. Thank you. And your, yours is the Lawhead. Oh, uh, for one guy, I mean, he he fucking nail. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, but you know, you and, got the of course, one. if you're already listening to Verzi effect, so you know, we don't have to the TVE. blow him any harder. The TVE. TVE. I like the TVE. I like the way it looks on TVE. TVE. Because it's TV, but it's not TV, and then it's got that E. It's in only it. better. It's, it's HBO. TV. It's, it's HBO. Great, yeah. It's a great like, like, <laughs> like a network with like that's a fu- that's a like like the E network. What that is a great just like emblem for any like net like any type of network show. Yeah. The TVE. Here, yeah, that's here, awesome. Here, here, here's one of my favorites. Here's one of my favorite moments because I take pride in San Francisco, my adopted hometown, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That they have the best burritos, 
And we were in San Diego, and this bubble gum was like, these are great burritos, these are great burritos. And I go, Verzi, well, I had, let me tell you something. I'll take you to the best burrito in the world. And you know something? It was the best burrito of all time. <laughs> it was, I still remember the taste in my mouth right now with the sauce and the meat. It was a fucking, the size of a football. And, and it was the, the size of an NFL oh, football. We'll and you're like, there's no way you could eat this thing. And it was so fucking good. That I, I was, I, I ate the whole fucking thing in a day. It was it, there. Let me tell you something. Uh, not only was the burrito amazing, that melon juice that they had. The Fresca. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll give a plug. I, and I'm not, you know, they're getting away. Uh, Cancun, there's three locations, but the original one, the one the one in the barrio, the one where you got to wear the right color, is yeah. at Mission and 18th. That, that was amazing. And that was on our way out of a, just a two-nighter that was great. We were heading to Sack, sack Town yeah. after that. Yeah, I, but I, I, I think as we speak right now, the three best shows, I'll just put the big thing. They've all been amazing. I love every one of you guys. Everyone. The last three night best, was free. Yeah, as, I know, that's what I'm saying. I think the three best were last night in Boston, the first night in Boston, Philly. Philly was nuts. Philly, yeah. Philly, Philly is like WrestleMania. Philly was amazing. And second, <laughs> second night... And second night in San Francisco. Yeah. I thought those were the three The guys. Philadelphia crowd was literally, I'm not joking around and I'm not exaggerating, the Philadelphia crowd was like a wrestling crowd. I, from top to bottom, they were fucking animals in a good way. They were fucking into everything. They were so great. They were drinking but behaved. Um, yeah, San Fran last night. We had great shows. Late at the show Saturday. We had great shows at the. We had great shows at the Stress Factory. And Cleveland was great too. And, oh, and, Cleveland was great. Cleveland was great. Oh, fuck. So we just went out there and annihilated. Oh all yeah, time. absolutely. That show, that, that nine thirty show in Cleveland on Saturday was just. That was like. That, that was like scoring twenty runs in a baseball game. We just all we, we just all had like four hits each. Here's I mean, that, that was just amazing. Here's a, and you see where I stand on my life. My other favorite moment was uh, driving down the Jersey Turnpike, going to Philly. Verzi hands at ten and two, driving, but one hand was stuffed with fucking pepperoni, and the other hand was stuffed sharp with provolone. sharp provolone. Oh. It was the great. See, I'm, I'm an East Coast Italian, but I gotta live on the West Coast. You don't get the sharp provolone like yeah. you do. No, it's just oh, it's delicious. And we just stuffed ourselves. Oh driving my god, down. We're, it was yeah, the driving down the Jersey Turnpike with fucking salami and sharp cheese was <laughs> fucking Bartnick. When we bought, when we bought the fucking thing, Bartnick opened it before we paid, and he just started. That's how good it is. It's like the real authentic Italian sliced meat with fucking sharp provolone. It's 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 better than peanut butter. It's peanut butter and jelly. It's it's it's. The best. I would say to some of the best offstage moments on this tour, obviously when we did Vegas and had that dinner with Burr and that night with Burr, because that was like the reason why we're on tour. He was there. The one uh, the, the steam. Two, one of the two shows that he did the steam. Just the, 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 that that dinner that and day. moving from that dinner and the conversation we had at that steakhouse and that evening. Just that whole day. That Monday after the show, because that's an offstage moment. Like we didn't even have a show that day. Winning money in Algeria for the tie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was one of the. That was one of the, my favorite parts. Yeah. Any of the, the the offstage moments? I thought that one of the, the best offstage moments too was uh, that little. Uh, um, I, I guess you would call it a. Um, to use the term loosely, a gentleman's club in Portland. I mean, but it was like more of a of a like a burlesque show type of uh, arrangement we had after the show in Portland. That was just fun because we just went out there with a couple of fans and some people. Well, I like must a have bur- been wasted. I don't remember that at oh, all. Oh, burlesque show. 
This is like a burlesque show that those comedians took us to after. I like those free tickets uh, to the baseball game in Cleveland. We'll oh, look, dude, Verzi catches a foul ball. Yeah. First time at Jacobs Field, which yeah. I still call it Jacobs. I've been there 20 years. I don't know how many times I've been to Jacobs Field. 20 <laughs> fucking years. Saw the chick licking ice cream off the other girl's hoochie. Oh, that was great. Yeah, we met those chicks, yeah, met those chicks in the bar. Yeah, I remember I, I, I picked them up outside. The oh, the you bar. sent the picture. I, I didn't even see it. I, I saw like two pitches of the game. I just hung out with those chicks the whole time. Yeah, you were out in right field. We were behind a plate. Dude, when Bartnick, no, we smoked. How about this? We smoked that caviar shit that they said was the oh, greatest weed in in America. With the, the the shit that Snoop Dogg gets, okay. And I took one hit and I was high for fucking twenty four hours. Uh, no, no, I took one hit and I was high for a couple hours. Jay took three hits. He was high for a day. Bartnick smoked half the fucking thing with the guy and was drinking. And when we went into that store, I thought I didn't know if you were gonna make it. You were just fucking. I, you were wrecked, dude. Just holding it together. This fucking animal. Animal. Oh my god. Oh, uh, the other the other big shot too was uh, hanging out with the great Jim Florentine in Jersey. Oh, that was oh awesome. Florentine. We walk in the bar and the bar plays Motorhead, uh, Ace of Spades. How dude, great was that? Florentine like, just comes in the green room and I, and, and we were like, oh Jimmy, dude, you want you want to get up, get up, man? And he was like, nah, man, you know. He's like, he's nah, like, man, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he goes, nah, I'm just here to support, you know. Yeah, uh, that was awesome, Florentine. And then he told he talked about us on Opie and Anthony, which was great. He told Opie and Anthony right right before Anthony got fired. He told Opie and Anthony, <laughs> uh, you know, how great the show was. Oh, I heard that. Had a yeah. call with Burr, and he told people on the air to go if they're if they're in town to go see these guys. Uh, this this tour is just I don't want it to end. You know me. I go. I this is the highest I get. And then oh, yeah. when this thing's over, I go crawl into a bed for a week and I, I cry to myself when, when we're not doing shows. I, I mean, He's I, not kidding, There's folks. not enough coffee in the world to let me bounce back from when we're not doing these shows. I, I, you know. That's I love I love all... It's just, you know, it, it's fine. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's killing... We want to thank... Uh, I'm sure some of the hosts listen, or at least pretend to listen, or their friends listen. So I want to thank every host... That's come out. You've all done great jobs. Yes, that's true. We appreciate every one of you guys. Yeah, we've had some great it's dudes be fun. part of the tour. Pat yep. House in Philly, my buddy Mike Farrell in Cleveland. Um, you know, um, Will Noonan Sal, last night. Yep. Sal Kalani. Will Noonan last night was great. Boston dude. Sal Cam. Kalani. Uh, in Parker in Seattle and Portland bringing uh, yeah. the weed guy. That was great. Yeah. Guy. Cam, uh, right? Big uh, Cam. Big Cam. Big Cam. Big Cam. The, Cam the big fella in San Diego. Hey, hey, Bill Burr hey, even hosted. Hey. Johnny, Burr, Johnny, Burr Taylor, Johnny Taylor and Sack. Bill Burr even did a decent job hosting in Los Angeles. He did yeah, it for right. someone who didn't. For someone who the crowd didn't know, he did okay. Yeah, he did all right. Bill did a decent job. He just. He ran the light a little bit in the, in the out front. He did a little, a loose twenty. Remember this one? Remember this one? Just do comedy. <laughs> just do comedy. I'm looking. I don't up want you fucking. I don't want you. I, love, I don't want you fucking. Don't get off this. Just do comedy. Don't go here and don't talk to the crowd. Okay. Just, just do comedy. Do comedy. And uh, the young kid out there in uh, in New Jersey, at the Stress Factory, the kid that was waiting tables while he was doing comedy, he did a good job too. I forget oh, his yeah. name. Jeff, maybe. Oh, yeah, Jeff, yeah. whatever. He did a good job, man. That kid, you know, he had a hard job because he's out there trying to wait tables, you know, take tickets. <laughs> this guy's pouring drinks. He's back there running food, doing jokes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I told him to the crowd, take it easy on this guy, you know. He's got to get back to waiting tables. They, they made him clock out for this. <laughs> this guy no we've had great meals we've had great fucking laughs man it's been uh not that you're gonna enjoy it no you're not gonna enjoy it yeah the inside joke about not you're not gonna enjoy it was the hot tub did we talk about that on the podcast though on the last one 
Yeah, well, you guys, because you no, because you guys had done the podcast, and I came back up afterwards and said you. you so Lawhead was in like a bad mood, and he comes up and he went to go to the hot tub. My back hurt. And I was in a bad. Yeah, he was in a, a bad mood. His I back was, was in really a bad in way. Pain, man. I was roughing it through that first leg of this tour. I, I mean, I want you to know he's roughing it. Lewis and Clark over here. Yeah, dude, that was a fucking <laughs> back problem. We're back. taking buses. Dude, and I got I'm back. I've I'm had ha- back surgery. I was in a car wreck. I'm paying. I'm paying creditors like right before I did the show. I'm getting all these guys off. My back, people after me because my lawyer hasn't settled yet. He got a little thing. He, you just played like thirty six holes two days no, ago. Your back hurt. Well, dude, two days ago, I'm talking about on the first leg of the tour. I couldn't even fucking walk. He's playing beach volleyball. Karch Karai over here. Yeah, I've got a bad. I mean, our back feels good now. I'm just busting your ball. So what happens is <laughs> Joe is like, I'm about to go to the hot tub. And we go, Jay, how was the hot tub? And Jay comes up and he sits down and he goes, I don't know. That's in an awful location. I would never put it. I mean, you're not going to enjoy it. And fucking yeah. Bartnick just fell over no, the first, on the bed laughing. Literally, the, I go, hey, how's the hot tub? And Lai just goes dead in the eye. Look me right in the eye like, like a gentleman, like Peyton Manning goes, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> and you wouldn't have. The thing is, is I'm right. You wouldn't have enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. You, you did. Might. I did enjoy it. Went down to that little, uh, little garage door. I like yeah. getting AIDS the old-fashioned way. <laughs> In a hot tub. In a hot tub transfusion. <laughs> no, this has been this has been such a great time. And, and, you know, we were talking in the car. If you had that one shining moment memory in, like where you just saw pictures, there would be the sausage and the cheese. There would be Bartnick keeled over laughing after you're not going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Just like fucking Jay just going, you know, just a Jay. I picture Jay because what make me cry is pointing to the van in front of our car going, go around him. Get, get, get around just him. Just get around this guy. Just, 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 just get around him, you, you, you piece of shit. shit. Get around this asshole. Oh, oh yeah. Well, no, Jay, we can't. No, get around. I'll tell this asshole what he's in. Oh, I hate my. people in cars. I hate people in cars and parking lots. I hate them and I hate them. I how, about, hate how about our? Uh, how about me and uh, Verse walk like three miles in the 150 oh, degree weather God. in Vegas? Yeah, to, to get, get a pocket square, I could have got right across the street at Caesars. Yeah, screw and that. white T-shirts that I could have fucking. Dude, we walked. screw that. We, Vegas was great. That pool cabana. The Vegas, the night in Vegas, the night that we got to Vegas, uh, we met up with Bill and our great friend Kevin Shea, and it was like a commercial for Vegas when you see like, hey, what you do in Vegas tonight? It really it's like, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? No, the, the oh, you want the yeah, censored yeah, version? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, all, censored we all went out version? for milkshakes, and then we prayed. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. We all went out for milkshakes. I mean, you kind of. Hey, listen, listen. listen, listen you kind of. Yeah. You uh, kind of. Listen, you kind of did see milkshake. Yeah. It, 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 but you, you didn't <laughs> go out for milkshakes. Yeah. It was a plastic container. It was a plastic container. <laughs> that's fucking. Yeah, it was. But it was like. <laughs> <laughs> but n- but nothing was a long time, and we just like did it in in like little. It was fucking amazing. I learned never play blackjack with Bill. I mean, I'm sorry, roulette. If you're a guy who plays black, I play black all the time. I'm standing next to Mr. Red. I've never seen him come up red that many times. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Red Sea. I'm like, I would just, I could just, I could just lit money on fire. It'd have been easier than watching it throw away on that table. That guy's, uh, he's had a little string of it going. He's had a little string of luck going lately. Who's I mean, that? 
Burr in the red. He was fucking. He was killing at the craps and the uh, roulette table. He was he was throwing numbers at craps, man. He was man. killing. Yeah, that was great. That was fucking great. I wish I had more money. I salvaged to... a little, uh, dude. I was giving everything back to the casino until that last little run at the Venetian before we left. I got a little. I got that. I hit a couple of numbers on that roulette table and got, got my how money about, back. Dude. How about when Lawhead thought? How about when Lawhead thought that we lost the posters, <laughs> dude? Lawhead thought that we lost the posters that we sell, you know, because we sell those vintage posters. He was marching down the fucking casino like fucking Bobby Knight down the them, bench. I carry them all over the goddamn oh, place, so... and I, I bring them to Vegas. And if I thought we lost them, I was gonna, I was gonna kill somebody. Oh my god! I would have killed. I would have got. Let me tell you something. If we would have lost those. If we would have lost those posters in in Vegas that night. I would have got myself a hooker just a killer. <laughs> De Niro yeah. wasn't as upset at Sharon Stone as you were at the front desk clerk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't upset with her. I was upset. I was upset. Period. But she was uh, helpful, and we got the posters back, didn't we? We did. We, did. we got we did. the posters back. What do you we, think, uh, Jay? Like, what do you? We sold a few. Jay, what do you think, honestly? Like, when you see somebody like, you know, like if we're in the parking lot, and you see somebody like double park, like use two spots. Like, if you see somebody use two spots with one car in a parking lot that really gets you going that, that's one of my biggest pet peeves like i will say something to the person i'll follow them into a store that i'm not even going into just to just, find just them. to get them just to get in their ear just to find it oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. i write on their windows i'll write on their windows in the dirt when they do shit like that like <laughs> nice parking job asshole like you right on your back ah you, you piece of shit <laughs> you piece of shit you think that this piece of shit car doesn't deserve one spot let alone two i hate those people that think they got a nicer car than they do and they angle it in to take two spots where nobody parks next i'm like you piece of shit you know what i mean listen you think that thing's so nice valet the fucking thing you piece of shit <laughs> And if you're listening and you're one of those pieces of shit, I'll find you. You'll, you're going to get a message on your car one day. You're going to know it's from Lawhead, you piece of shit. Oh, you piece of shit. This car doesn't deserve one spot. Let alone tell you, you know what? You think you're such hot shit valet, that piece of shit, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like fucking, you know oh, what I mean? Fuck. It's, like, you know, it's like fucking sitting next to an Asian at a blackjack table. There's no need for that. <laughs> No, man, this is what we do all day, and it's just so much fucking fun. And guys, listen, we um, one thing that I think is very important to say is a lot of people keep tweeting us and asking us, is the tour going to come here? Is the tour going to come to Chicago? Is the tour going to come down south? And the answer to that question is we are working on it. We have agents and managers putting it together. If you want to see this tour, um, I'm not saying this because I'm a part of it. Well, I mean, of course I am, but I'm saying all around, okay, this tour, as a comedy fan, if I took myself out of this tour and watched the show, it's a great show from top to fucking bottom. These guys are killing, okay? All of us have to be on our toes. All of us have to be at the top of our game because whenever you go, the guy before you fucking killed. That's just how it is. So um, you guys are going to have a great time with the show. Um, we- I laugh every night at, every these, night. at these two guys. Because we all we all mix it up and we all say stuff off different every night. So yeah. and crowds like crowds like it when the comics are having fun and we're completely having fun. And I also think crowds like it because they know that we're good friends and they know that we're having fun. And it's like they're and you guys are all part of it. 
We hang out with everybody. We stay till the last dog is hung. Yeah, we do. I mean, we, and, like, I mean, we hang out. We, we hang out with the dude till like 8 in the morning in Vegas. And the other thing is, is what, yeah. you can tell, <laughs> what you can tell about this tour is the amount of cities we've been to and the different shows we've done. It's running itself off into other cities. I think the crowds see, like, they see, like, these guys just didn't show up for Boston for three nights and are doing it. They can tell that we've been to other cities together, and it's running itself off. Every city we go to, there's a runoff from Are you this sending tour. them my cholesterol levels? <laughs> <laughs> you can see this isn't Bartnick's first week on the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can feel like, I think the crowds can even feel like, man, these guys have been really putting it together everywhere. Like, it's not just like, hey, they showed up for Boston for these three nights, or they showed up in San Francisco. Like, it's it's running. So, and the other thing is, is as, as easy as this is, if you do want us in your city, guess what? This works. Pick up the phone. Call, if you're in Charlotte, call the Comedy Zone. If you're in Nashville, if you're somewhere, call those clubs and say, listen, I listen to these guys' podcasts, I follow them on Twitter, I would really love to see this show. I've come to your club before. Guess what? They listen. Bookers and clubs listen. They get a phone call, a couple, two, three, four of those. They times that by the 50 people that don't call. And they go, listen, this is somebody, something somebody wants. So it's, it's you know, not just a twig. And we'll a send tweet. you a tote bag. And we'll send you a tote bag. You know what's funny about that? No, but it really that. works. You know, I know, you know that really works. But you know what's funny? Bartnick just touched on something. I didn't even think about it. We really do fucking hang with the fans big time. We do. We do. We hang with the fans. We just that's fine. We hang with the fans big time, man. You know, I mean, we really do. And I, I think like the fact that comedy clubs are hearing about it and want us out there. I mean, we, we just we'll come, man, and we'll have a great time. We will have a great fucking time. This, this is the, this is so much fun, and it's happening more and more. Kevin Hart, uh, Kevin Hart put uh, some of his guys out. You know, Chelsea Handler does it. She's putting people out, and, and you know, it's it's nice. It's like you get a different look. If you don't like me, you don't like my act, you watch Bartnick. If you don't, you know, you let you watch Lawhead. Like, everybody gets something from it. That's what the beauty of the thing is. So. And and I also think it's a big, and I also think, you know, I mean, if it's not Bill Burr or it's not Dave Attell, you know, let's face it, people get tired of hearing someone after an hour talking. How interesting is yeah. X, Y, or Z? With us, it's just 25 to 30 of, like, maybe not, like, like mostly the greatest hits and some new stuff we're excited about. Yeah. So it's bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that's true. It's it's you get twenty five minutes and then you bam, don't bam, get a break. I mean, it's just you're just not getting a break and and you're just you're li- listening to three different fresh unique uh, takes on things. And you know the nicest part about it is clubs and bookers are going, wow man, we haven't had this in a while. This is really fun. And you no, know, not saying it arrogantly, it, it is. It's 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 going really well. So, um, you know. And, and listen to these guys' podcasts, man. Lawhead's Court is really great. And Jay gives a, I mean, you see his excitement. And I'm from Cleveland, so, you know, I'm go- I just uh, did the LeBron, the big LeBron, uh, you know, episode. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> I mean, and the letter, you're... which, you know, it, it may surprise you, my my uh, my take on this last one, because I've been a hater for, for many years. But uh... And, 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 uh, and Bartnick's got the puck off thing, and so many people are coming up to the table saying that they listen to it. Bartnick it knows... Uh, Bartnick knows hockey like nobody else, so if you're into that, but he could also talk any sports with the best of them. And, um, and, and sensitivity and, 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 and training. Sensitivity training with, uh, with uh, Court McCowan, the old Playboy morning host. Uh, Court's a uh, great guy. We have a lot of fun on that one. That one's more uh, shooting his shit kind of like this one. So yeah. Give, so give that one. These guys have all been on it. We've had some great episodes with Dude, you guys on that one. We, and we get a bunch of comics, and then we've had like. Magical, and we've had Ari Shafir, we got Rob Riggle, Riggle. American Hero. I mean, we got a bunch of uh, 
So that was good, good, and you know, it's just uh, you know, I hate play, and I hate, I, I, I hate plugging. And Court's a great, Court's a great dude. I mean, yeah. he's a good, he's just a great dude and a good podcast. He can talk so. golf as well as Lawhead. Better, he can, talk, <laughs> dude, he can talk golf better than I can. Are you kidding me? I but, wish I could talk golf as good as him. And you know what, man? Like, uh, you know, I'll close this thing out by saying this, and and it's and it's all seriousness. Anything you do in life, if you're doing it with people you love and you're having fun, it's over. You won. You know, if you're fucking running somewhere and you hate everybody around you and it's miserable, it's not worth doing. I mean, look at this. I mean, I know we're comedians, so people could say, yeah, you guys are comedians, you're funny, it's different. No, be around people that you love and have a good time because this has been, I mean, we feel like we're stealing money. I mean, I'm about to go in a fucking hot tub right now. I feel like I'm stealing money out of a piggy bank, but I feel like I'm stealing it. Lion's <laughs> <laughs> putting his money in pay phones. Yeah. He's looking exactly. for the quarter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wiggling it yeah, around. Yeah. Is there one on the bottom yeah, over there? Yeah. That's <laughs> but um, no, guys. Seriously, um, check us out. Check out the um, check out the All In tour. Check it out and, and talk to your comedy clubs about it if you want us to come because we we're almost at it. We're gonna before you know it, we've been doing this. It's gonna be a year, and we're gonna want to go back next year to places and, and keep going. We all have our personal careers. We all go out on our own. We're all you know headliners uh, doing it, but together it really is a, a a monster show. You guys have any shows by yourselves that you guys want to plug or anything coming uh, coming? Up? I'll be at Gotham on uh, in uh, New York on the twenty second this Tuesday. I'll okay. be at uh, the Laughing Devil in Queens on the twenty fifth. And I actually just picked up two dates to open for Sebastian Maniscalco, who's hilarious over there, and uh, Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. Do you have a website with this shit, too? JasonLawhead.com, everybody. You get all the podcasts there. You get everything there. The videos, Lawhead.com. What, what, what do you got, Joe? Uh, well, I'll be with the Queen a lot in August, Lisa Levinelli opening for her, or middling for her, whatever you want to say. Uh, and then I started an Inside Jokes comedy club in right in Hollywood uh, is insensitivity training uh, the show every other Tuesday starting the end of August and uh, I'm bringing all the pipe hitters I know if you're from Hollywood or LA or around you think oh these shows in Hollywood no I'm getting all the guys because all the all the proceeds are going to all things comedy oh nice so you're doing it every other Tuesday every you, other Tuesday you, you got the- your own night I got my own night, and nice. uh, me and Court are going to do it, and uh, I got it, but me and Court are going to do it, and then, um, you know, just all the real pipe hitters, I'm sure Bill will do one, and I'm sure Godfather Al will do one, Nice. and we'll get Sickler and Segura. And Can I come and do one? Absolutely. When I'm back in town? Absolutely. Even though I'm not That's... an all-things comedy uh, client? It, sure. See, uh, I'll do more for you than, than Brian Callen ever would. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, no, seriously. It's for us. It's, yeah, it's for I appreciate us. It. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, Joe Bartnick, Jason Lawhead, uh, all in tour. We're having a great time. Thank you guys for listening so much. And again, I'm going to try to get the next one out on Wednesday. Uh, maybe put them out on Tuesday or Wednesday nights. Um, and close the curtains, everybody. Close, close the, the curtains. curtains. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Get me on uh, Twitter, at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep the unacceptables coming. I really appreciate it. And um, that's it. Until episode 169, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you guys soon.